I'm delighted to announce that this podcast is now sponsored by the Heaton Boxing Academy. It is Ireland's most popular boxing and fitness class. They have three locations across Dublin, located in Sandyford, Lansdowne and Grand Canal Docks. You burn over 600 calories during a class and also get to meet new people and enjoy yourself as the staff there are really, really great. And I do mean that. So go check out their site. It's linked below or else can be found at hedonboxing.ie and sign up for their 10 class program while you're at it. And if you DM them on Instagram or email them through their website with the discount code RALLEN, you will get 10% off the usual price. So how's that for a deal? All you got to say is RALLEN and you get 10% off just like that. First 10 classes, 10%. Great deal. So get involved, get fit, and bring some positive energy to that place. I'm telling you now, you will not regret it. It's great for whatever fitness goals you have. Just go, use the discount code, and thank me later. Welcome to episode 40 of Rallon's Rants. Uh, your guest is me, no one else but me. So thank you for everyone who has lasted the three and a half to four years of nonsense that has been spouted on a two to three week basis. I have a good few guests coming on the next few weeks, but rather than kind of wait a week or two to upload them, I thought I'd just fill the space with noise. And when I mean noise, me just talking utter garlic for 35 to 45 minutes. So... In today's thing, I kind of wanted to recap on the year that's happened. So I'm going to be doing my top 10 films of the year. I'm going to talk about the upcoming year, 2020. Going to talk about Christmas. Going to have more WhatsApp audios because they're very popular in the last one. And then other bits and bobs that have kind of popped up in my life in the last two weeks. So to start off anyway, seeing as it is Christmas time, I thought I would talk about Christmas briefly I have very mixed emotions about Christmas there's elements of Christmas I absolutely adore and then there's also elements I cannot stand focusing on the negatives first I hate the unstructured nature of Christmas you simply forget what day it is you forget why you're actually sporting a vicious hangover and then also the fact that just places are shut down Christmas day absolutely fine I completely get that that's time for family whatever, friends, think about the year that's gone, blah, blah, blah. But it's just the days either side of that, and then leading up to New Year's. Like, New Year's is a complete con job. Like, Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year. Like, I don't think that warrants a text. Getting married warrants a text. You know, fucking getting a new job warrants a text. Not... Oh, well done. You happen to know me on this day, so well done. I'm just going to remind you that today is Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Cheers, mate. Thanks. You actually have to thank someone for saying that. It's ridiculous. But sure, there's other elements, but the main one is the whole place just shuts down, and then you just go drinking for the sake of drinking. It's the pressure of drinking at Christmas. It's built up to this massive piss up it's built up to spend obnoxious amounts of money on half the time presents that don't actually get used or else are gone in six months so there's elements of that i don't necessarily like but then there's also great facts like you get to see people that you haven't seen in years quite frankly years you also get to be 
in a sweat-drenched coppers till half five and lose your absolute proverbial religion in there. Like that is something that is giving me the horn in a way that I probably haven't felt since I scored a bird at Wes. So I cannot wait for that. As in, I wouldn't be saying, oh, coppers every week, but coppers at Christmas, it's just a bucket list. Okay, it is an absolute bucket list. It is the wild, wild west in there, and it's absolutely phenomenal. And speaking of the wild, wild west, our Christmas party, a few people asked me on the last Q&A just to explain some of the craziest things that has happened at our Christmas party, and we always have it in Cannes Balti House in Donnybrook, which... For anyone who notices this, no one does because no one's ever in there. But it's but it's just opposite the road of Spar. And no one's in there. 99% of the time, there is no one inside. And then at Christmas, you get a few lunatics going in in groups and they BYOB and go mental. But over the years, some of the most insane things have ever happened in there. I may or may not have been involved. But like one of the things we did was a Chris Kindle. And every time I got someone in a Chris Kindle, rather than getting them like a personalized gift, a personalized gift, I should say, I got them a fish. And it wasn't like a live fish. It was a dead fish. But like it wasn't sliced salmon or anything like that. It was just a massive fish. So I'd go into butchers. I'd go up to Tesco, wherever, and just see the biggest possible fish and go, right, can I have that? And they'd always look at me as if I'm buying a gun off them. And I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just giving it to a family friend. Little did they know, I would force my mother to wrap it very, very well. And in such a way that most people who received it in the Chris Kindle, they thought they were getting legit, legit present. Turns out they were just getting a fish. And the whole rule was you'd have to wear it, use it, or eat it. So people would have to eat this fish in front of about 30 lads gargled up. But basically one year, the fish I bought for, I forget who it was, it started getting flung around the restaurant and people were just like, get down, get down, flying everywhere. Well, a fish flying everywhere. So we thought it'd be a good idea to lure Mr. S outside at one stage because people would go out to have cigarettes and whatnot and they'd be waiting. And we waited till Mr. S came out and someone hid kind of beside the door. And Mr. S came out and lo and behold, fish to his face. It was so bad that like actual pieces of the gut of the fish came out of its gills and like squirted against the window. And within three seconds, our entire ear was engulfed in a brawl that spilled onto the road in front of taxis and 46As. But that was crazy. Uh, then also, I remember there was a Wes on, I think it was a third year Wes, perhaps. And they we were outside. They were opposite the road in Spar. And then next thing I know, there was a massive um, bottles being thrown at us and bottles being thrown across the road. It was like Pirates of the Caribbean, two ships lined against each other in the shape of like third-year lads and grown men. Like it was lawless. It was disgraceful. Those bottles being thrown. Like it was outrageous. But then also the craziest thing I've ever seen or I've ever actually done, and I'll put that on record. So Mr. X got, what did he get? He got... Basically got hairspray for Chris Kindle. One of the guys bought him hairspray, had a picture of Ace Ventura, and Mr. X was told, put the hairspray in your hair, make the kind of devil horns either side of his head, and yeah, look like Ace Ventura. So lo and behold, he starts using the hairspray. So I get up and I assist him with the hairspray, and we're spraying it on, spraying it on. Like his hair is saturated in hairspray, absolutely like just drenched in hairspray. And while I'm doing that, helping Mr. X 
you know, get the pointy horns on top of his head. Someone screams, someone, does anyone have a lighter? So I grab a lighter, kind of messing, but being a bit, well, gargled, I should say, I lit the match beside where I was lighting, sorry, spraying the hairspray. And like, there's nothing I can say here that is going to cover me in any sort of glory. It's the dumbest thing I've done in 25 years on this planet. Next thing I know, his hair is engulfed in flames. The staff members at Cannes Balti House have brooms and water are trying to get it out. They're like, get it out, get it out. I then start hitting him over the head with an actual can of hairspray. That is essentially fighting fire with fire. So there's complete commotion. Mr. X is like, where's the fire, where's the fire? We're like, shit, shit. I'm panicking, thinking he's going to have fucking scarred face, ruined life. I'm fucking thinking all sorts in the space of three or four seconds. It's a scramble then. People are all like, <gasps> scramble, scramble, scramble. Bill, you know what you are? You're a culty on TV, Bill. That, what? Uh, FAI guy, yeah. you're the, on fire. The guy's on fire. You're on the fire. Guy's fire. fire. Put, Put him out. Just a bit nervous. Put the guy out. Put the FAI guy out, for God's sake. Try to get into the women's toilet. No and behold, there was actually women in the restaurant at the time, and two of them went to the toilet as women have to go not on their own to the toilet. There has to be at least two. It's a rule. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But anyway, anyone who knows why, please enlighten me. But then we end up kicking down the door. And one of the girls turns around and goes, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And then Mr. X comes out. And she goes, ah! So then he puts his hair under the sink. And it's like, Kshh! and like the steam rises. And thankfully, the fire was put out. And... The damage was minimal. There was a little bit of scalp burn, but Mr. X has recovered, thank God. But it was it was one of those moments that you look back on and obviously you're like, that is absolutely hilarious. Like one of the craziest things you've ever seen. But at the time for that 15 second period, it was absolutely terrifying. It was kind of one of those moments where you're like, my life will never be the same. So that was crazy. Like that was mental. And yeah, moving swiftly on from that, I'm just I'm just answering what was asked of me in the Q&A that I forgot to do. But a lot of people have asked me to judge certain types of people and stuff like that. I don't really want to do that. People want my take on the fitness industry, et cetera, et cetera. Not interested in that. Um, but a lot of people are asking me about like the clientele you'd get in like the scene clubs or the scene holidays like you know the scene like uh, i have to go that's where the scene is like that's where all the lads and all the birds are like the scene is essentially <clears throat> made up of about 25 percent of reasonable people 25 percent of complete strangers so say you go on holidays there's always that weird bunch that no one really knows you go into crystal there's always 25 percent of the people here like who, who, who are you? Evil takes a human form in Regina George. Your typical selfish, backstabbing, slut-faced hoe bag, but it's more than that. She's the queen bee, the star. Those other two are just her little workers. Regina George. And then there's 50% of people who I like to basically call social climbers. Okay, they're the type of people that, number one, you don't know how they even got there in the first place. And you get this no matter where you go. If you go to the races on St. Stephen's Day, people are just there. It's like, oh, who did he come with? I was like, I don't know. Um, did he come with you? No, no, no. Who's he here with? Same when you go to Portugal. There's always just a few people where you're like, Hi, like who's he staying with? Is his family over? No, I, th- I don't know. I don't know who he's with. You get that a lot. 
And then there's even that in the Kane Club. You get people quite literally just in amongst it, but they're on their own. So the last time I was there three weeks ago, regrettably so, three or four of my mates brought me in. Well, brought us in, not me in. So, like, I had at least an excuse. It's when you're on your own in there and, like, you're going home with complete strangers and taxis. You're, you're fucking, like, just basically being a leech. That is my issue. And, like, it's weird. It's just people who basically their mates are their social media mates. So they refer to an Instagram story someone puts up and they go, oh, man, how are you keeping? But, like, they're not actually friends with them. They actually don't hang out with each other. They don't go on lunch together. They don't go for dinner together. They don't go out in the piss for pre-drinks with each other. They don't go to other people's houses. They don't know their families. It's just this fictional fake collage of shit basically and then they also love to name drop the amount of times in julia's i was speaking to someone and they're just randomly name drop someone that i knew or that i would have know of i was just kind of like is this a game of fucking guess who like it got absolutely like it was just so weird i was just like what in god's name is going on and that that rarely like you can go home No, you can't actually. You just need to arrive in a club with your mates and leave with your mates. You can smoke bomb. Everyone can smoke bomb, which is the mysterious, uh, sorry lads, I'm just going to the toilet. And next thing you know, you're in bed at home and you've got about seven missed calls from lads. I'm like, where on God's earth are you? But it's weird. And then the one thing I do love, and there's always these people, whether what school you went to, what background you come from, it's always the same with these social climbers. No one really knows their personal info. So let's just say Mr. Y. They're like, oh, what's Mr. Y's crack? Like, does he work? I uh, don't know. don't know, actually. Uh, do you want a high now? Yeah, sounds class. And where do you go to college? don't know, actually. don't know what he's doing. All right, and who does he hang around with? Um, don't know, actually. Who's his best mate? I haven't a clue. Oh, Mr. Y, what's the story? Do you want GT? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Also, it's important to note that with regards to the Crystal XV and the Julia's XV, I'm going to rejig them. So basically, not one player can play for both. So I'm going to rejig it and I'm going to put it up on Instagram as a story. And I'm going to have a vote off as to who people think would win in a match. And if anyone has spare time, that is a charity game. Forget like... The Irish over 40s legends, Shane Byrne and Donal Lenehan against Ronan O'Gara and Dennis Leamy. No one cares about that, okay? People want to see Damien Torsney versus John Burke. People want to see Danny Hogan against Le Boulet Coquelin. Okay? That is what people want to see. People would pay big bucks for that, guaranteed. Heck, raise it for charity. And I guarantee you, it would be, it would sell out Donnybrook in minutes. Honestly, it would. That's all I'm saying. So watch that space. It will be edited. I am not going to announce it over this. It'll just be put up because I spent too much time doing those stupid audios with the stupid music in the background. And speaking of actually announcements of XVs, I got an audio the other day with relation to Ron Nugent calling out certain XVs and how commentators get so excited about naming a team so it's just like and number one Keane Healy and it's just like what 
what is going on? Like what? You're quite literally reading someone's name here. And they go from just like talking normally. So I, I'm really adamant. I'm really particular about volume. Okay. So volume is really important when you speak in certain areas. So a commentator, volume six, 6.5. If there's a goal, put it up to seven, 7.5. You know, Gary Neville, oh, or like Andy Gray. Did you When you're naming teams, that doesn't warrant you to suddenly raise it up. So like Ron Nugent would be like, okay, and today's team, number one, Dennis Buckley. And it's just like, just say Dennis Buckley. Just don't need to go, Dennis Buckley. <laughs> but anyway, I got sent this hilarious audio. It's stupid, but screw it. Anyway, just listen. It's the briefing when Ronald does it, he goes, it's Leinster, it's lines. What a day we have in the RDS tonight. So here we are. We're going to call out the fucking names. Number 15. Squirvin Squemsey. Number 14, Nennis Nicky. Number 11, Dwarden Dwarsey. Number 13, Gary Ringer Ringer Rousey. Number 12, Bundy. Bundy Bundy Wacky. Can I whack your willy? Number 10, Jonathan Six Bomb Absolute Deviant in the sack seems seems he's actually got a very fairly big cock on him. Number nine Gordon Darcy again, he's gonna play two. He's gonna play gonna play in the wing and he's also gonna play number nine. Number eight Jamie squeeze slip. He squeezes in and he slips in. Jamie he slip. Number seven, eight, and nine are played by the same player. My father, my father's going to play seven, eight, and nine because he always fancied himself as a good seven. Number four, Devin Toner, the lamppost that never sleeps. He's like the snake with a big belly. This man is the longest motherfucker you'll ever meet. If you saw him on a night out, you'd probably think he was a snake, but he's not. He's a good man. Number five, standing beside Devin Toner at at least five, sorry, six inches, five, five inches, six tall. Actually, sorry, four inches, four tall. We have a dwarf. We have a small dwarf that's going to play beside Devin tomorrow. It's only for charity, but we're going to try and try and make sure they go through. Uh, number one, two, and three. So, Lenser, it's lines. Here we are again, Lenser, it's lines. That's the way to get back into Ralph Newton's accent. So, number one, two, and three. <laughs> we have number one. Oh, Ty. that is so funny. Honestly, that's not his name. Jeremy Lockhart. for shit like that. But also, from another audio point of view, this was a teacher audio I sent. I did this about 10 months ago. It's all unedited, by the way. People, a lot of people think I edit these things. I don't. So I'll play a snippet. If you want to hear the full thing, become a patron. And you will get to hear the full, like, 12 minutes, as opposed to, like, I don't know, three minutes, perhaps. Anyway, here it is. Over here. Here's the fire. I think, uh, what's the next special day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
John, how are you this morning, anyway? Yeah, I'm grand, Jack. Uh, come here to me. Look, it's mental to think. What a couple of weeks ago, we'd beaten Dag in the RDS. Like, I'm actually, I'm still a bit reeling, you know, from a hangover perspective, you know. <laughs> anyway, John, come here. Do you want to go for a few points this weekend? The weather's meant to be fairly decent, you know. <laughs> you hear the lingo there, deep. Can't actually uh, going for a cycle. Going to cycle from uh, from Canada to uh, what's that place? Blue Rock. Black Rock. Blue Rock. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's Black Rock, John. No, Blue Rock. You know, yeah. Going to cycle there. It's about three hours, I suppose. John, like we've had this before, but like you know, ugh, actually, I'm not even going to waste my time. Oh, fuck. What are you talking about, Ron? We've been through this before. Here, dude, listen. Skeena, right? Skeena wants to go for the cycle. Will you give him a bell, will you? Are you serious? Yeah, give him a bell. You want to go for a, a cycle? <laughs> give him a bell, will you? Right, Hello? Uh, Andy? Hey, who in God's name is this? It's fucking quarter to ten on a Tuesday morning. Who is this? Uh, I'm moving swiftly it? on from that. Uh, I'll keep uh, it up. John, so, like, a few Andy. school stories, I always like telling them or retelling them. So, it's a kind of exam period. So, every schoolboy, schoolgirl at this stage of the year will be like, oh, my God, it's exams, it's exams. Oh, Instagram story, hashtag study, hashtag Monday, hashtag tired. Oh, few DMs, class, mission accomplished. I'll be okay. But yeah, some of the stories that remind I got reminded of at this time of year when I thought back, there was one in particular where we were sitting in the pee hall in my old school and it was Baltic in there, like no heating. And there was a heating, but it, it was like the thing in Home Alone, you know, like the cooker downstairs that scared McCulkey Culkin. McCulkey Culkin, that's not how you pronounce his name, but anyway, moving on, guilty. It was like for three hours, and there was no heat. About as much heat would be generated off a single Christmas light than that entire heater. Let's just call him Mr. Fair. So Mr. Fair came in in Adidas tracksuits, and our vice principal goes, sorry, Mr. Fair, um, you're going to have to get uh, some chinos on or you won't be allowed into the study. So Mr. Fair goes, he goes, ah, come on, just English paper too, like, come on. And the vice principal was adamant that he wouldn't gain access to the exam hall. So he's kind of there, there's a bit of a commotion there. And the whole kind of study hall, 200 people or so, are kind of watching this domestic unfold. <clears throat> and it's quite echoey in the PE hall, and obviously it wasn't that loud because people were waiting given, awaiting to be given their exams. So Mr. Fair, you can overhear it, and I was being Alan, a second name, I was the first person like closest to the door, so I could hear the whole thing unfold. So basically, the vice principal was like, so listen, Mr. Fair, you're going to have to go and get some chinos. And then he goes, are you serious? Yeah, no, if you come back, I'll let you in. So then Mr. Fair looks at him with a grin and goes, <laughs> grand. What the vice principal wasn't aware of was that parked directly outside the PE hall was Mr. Fair's car. 
So Mr. Fair, rather than getting the chinos from maybe the common room or lost and found, he got into his car, and you can hear everything from inside this pee hall, especially in the car park, and it's like six meters away. And he speeds off at about 100 miles an hour out of the school. And didn't come back. <laughs> and honestly, the face on the vice principal was one of, right, fair enough, I suppose. But yeah, it was, honestly, it was absolutely gas. And to add to that, what I really enjoyed about, say, exams. And I'd be very intrigued to know what it was like in girls' schools. Like, was the same banter levels adhered to? Was there different techniques used? But one of my favorite ones was when the pencil case dropped or the anything that dropped. A pencil, pencil case, the, I don't know, calculator. If anything dropped, like a, like that. The whole PE hall, the whole assembly hall, concert hall, wherever you're sitting your exams, will just let off the mmm, 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 mmm. And you'd have 200 people in symphony just going mmm, 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 mmm. It was, it was just done without fail all the time. Just like drop, mmm, gas. And then also another thing at Christmas time years ago was an infamous gaff up in Cabin Teeley. And it was just one it was one of these gaffs that not many people knew who the guy was, but it basically resulted in hundreds of people turning up to the gaff, trashing the place. And at one stage people were trapped in the toilet and it was kicked down. The toilet was not the toilet, the door was kicked down. And there was a gap in between the door, big enough just to fit my head in. And I took the comedic responsibility of everyone there to do what only any man in that situation could do, which was this. Here's Johnny. (laughs) But yeah, that, that whole thing was just lawless. And I suppose another thing that uh, the annoyance levels of me, I find the older I get, the more just annoyed I get over the little things. So, for instance, I was in the city center in town, enjoying my Saturday night, went home. And I was home at whatever, dirty hours of Sunday morning. And the guy I was with, the taxi man, he was one of these kind of rough, tough guys who'd seen it all. You look at the taxi man, you're like, You've seen it all, mate. Fair play to you. Don't know why I've got an English accent, but I'll take it. But you can see he's wise and he's seen a lot. So I was chatting to him, being like, "Ah, how are you? Any plans for Christmas? The usual bullshit Q&As you have for taxis. That is another thing. It is shocking. He fucking mentally is. They own the roads. The the foreign lads do, do they? They do, I'm telling you. Wait out, you half. How much are you? It's a fella, your money's no good to me, right? I appreciate that confession. Nigerians. That's incredibly racist. That's not. They, they laugh when you do it. Though. You do it to them. Oh, well, fucking, if they're in, in me taxi rank, I will. Tell everyone about that confession, I'll fucking kill you. I'm only messing with you, go on, get out. But seriously, don't say a word about that, right? Come on. 68.50. Go on, 68. Go on, get out. Are you serious? I am indeed. Good man, thank you. Good, enjoy the day now, right? Get yourself a bit of fanny. That fucking dog. 
Jesus Christ. Like once out of every well, 10 you have a great conversation. The other nine, it is pathetic. It is honestly, it's like a Ryan Torberty interview. It's stale. It's shit. It should never happen. But this guy starts just kind of like getting angry at himself. He's like, oh, fucking. Like visibly just being like, oh, fucking. So I had to obviously cut the silence. I was like, is everything all right? And he goes, just can't get over. Can't get over. Those two lads who jumped me there a few weeks ago. So I was like, what? Jumped you? And he goes, yeah. And I was in that taxi there and I tried to lock the doors, but they jammed them open. And, you know, if there's one of them, Definitely could have taken them, but two of them, just too much. So I was like, oh, what do they do? They rob you of money? He goes, no, 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 no. Wouldn't let them do that to me, now." So I was like, what happened? He goes, well, you know, they took me wallet and took a few other stuff. So I was like, so you were robbed? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, that's kind of contradicting yourself. But anyway, we'll push forward. Then he goes, and that bastard stabbed me. Bastard. I was like, stabbed you? He was like, yeah, now the guy from sliced me bloody lungs open. I was like, what? I was like, how long ago was this? He was like, oh, about three and a half, four weeks ago, but I'm over it now. If there's one of them, I would have taken them. Too, too many, too many. So I was like, hang on a second here. What? Didn't know I was talking to Clint Eastwood here. So I was like, is, is, do you feel okay now? And he goes, hang on, I'll show you. Pulls over the taxi lifts up his shirt and it honestly looked like he it looked like something you'd see at the end of Django Unchanged Unchanged? Django Unchained or Kill Bill 1 or 2 it was like a Tarantino film his whole left side was just completely scarred stitches everywhere it was bruises it was sick and your mum was like yeah no it's but that's the thing you can't let these guys come in and just take everything you can't let it, you know, I'm a man of principles. And I was like, yeah, no, it's good to have those principles. And it got me thinking that, like, there are people out like that, and I always admire them. It's the lads who quite literally would die over principles. So it's like, mate, uh, you owe me uh, 50 cent. Uh, remember on the cafe there, I gave you a 50 cent uh, towards your sausage roll. Uh, mate, like, it's only 50 cent, like, don't, uh, you know, put your knickers in a twist, mate. I'm deadly serious. If you don't give me the 50 cent, I'm only going to kill you and the rest of your family. Right, um, do you have lose? God, it was insane. And that, that kind of leads me on to just a side note. I mean, it's just only just spurred on me now. I don't know why. But I remember being back in Irish town when I was in about second year. Second year! <laughs> and... I was with a few rough fellas, as some of the lads in my school knew a few rough fellas from that um, neck of the woods. And I remember witnessing a phone call. So there's this infamous guy who was quite a rough dude. Calls a guy. And this guy would have been posher. He would have had a bit more money, you know, you know, bit of a more Dublin accent. But anyway, this guy from Irish Town calls him up. So, hello? Yeah, Roy. Come here to me. Is this... I can't pronounce the name. I'll just say... Is this uh, Mr. W, is it? Yes, yeah, speaking. Roy Grant. This is uh, Anto, Roy. This is Anto. I've heard what you've been saying about me, Roy. So, I want a straightener. I beg your pardon? Listen, mate. I want a fucking straightener. Roy? And then this was one of the 
best responses because you could tell it was actually like a, a, a natural response. The guy on the other side of the phone goes, a straightener, mate. Mate, like, I, I don't straighten my hair. I'll chat to you. And just hung up. And Anto was just there going, did he just, did he just fucking hang up on me? So I burst out laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But yeah, like things that annoy me as well. Like I've been to Nando's and done drum hundreds of times. That's not a lie. Hundreds of times I've been to that restaurant. Okay. I know staff there. They know me. I annoy them. They annoy me. It's just part of a relationship that we've had ongoing for multiple years. But when people ask me and people who know me or at least are aware that I go there a lot, they take that stupid chicken stick up and then they go, there's your menus. And then they go, so have you been to Nando's before? And I'm like, yeah, I have actually. I've actually been hundreds of times. Thanks. But I give them a look, honestly, as if someone's just pissed on your dinner. It is the look a cat gives you when you do anything to it. Cats don't like people. They just stare at you and give you judgmental, judgmental hard looks. But yeah, it disgusts me. I'm disgusted when people say that. Another thing as well, and it only got brought up there in conversation a few days ago, is I was on a flight to Portugal not so long ago, well, several months ago. And the person beside me after about 20 minutes and like, bear in mind, I had bottles of Merlot. See my Portugal podcast if you don't know what I'm talking about. Multiple bottles of Merlot in front of me. And just out of nowhere, takes out a big tissue. And it's one of these like, ooh, reuse, recycle tissues, which again are complete fraud. Number one, you use a tissue, get rid of it. You don't just stick it into your pockets because number one, you've no control over where the snot and shit is going. And it's just, it's disgusting. So then... She takes it out, starts going, <sighs> blowing her nose, but really aggressively. And like Ryanair seats are like as thin as paper. So like she's honestly, I'd say 20 centimeters away from me. And I kind of adjust myself to the left. And she kind of had a second glance at me as if to say, relax. Like there was no word spoken in this interaction, but she kind of looked as if to be like, chill the beans. But I kind of gave a look as if to say, don't blow your nose in my face. I just, I don't want that. I don't want that. And like, she's giving me the look as if to say, there's no germs being passed around here. Like, just have your Merlot, you fucking fat privileged prick. But I'm just like, blow your nose in a, in a toilet, away from people, it's fine. But just not when you're quite literally on top of someone. It's too much. I've also been going to the cinema recently, a lot, like a lot, and seen some great films. But people who are too loud in cinemas, okay? So laughing and reacting to the film is fine. I'm so bad for laughing for way too long at comedies. But that's fine. But people who talk, there's people who have conversations. And I've been to multiple. During The Irishman, people were doing it. During um, Ford versus Ferrari, there was a couple behind us having a conversation at this level. At this level that I'm speaking at. So I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'll be doing the weekend. And I'm trying to hear what Matt Damon has to say about a 24-hour long race. I don't want to hear about your couple goals and what you're doing on the weekend. There's decorum that needs to be adhered to. 
and they just were ignoring it. And it it drives me honestly up the walls. Nothing worse in my eyes. Just the ignorance is like, mate, we don't care that you actually paid to come here. They think they're actually fully in their living room watching the bloody film and they can chat and laugh and spill shit. That's not how it works. Either stay in the living room or else adhere to the conduct that is required at a cinema. End of discussion. And then last thing for me is car mechanics. Ridiculous. So my car, I call it Tendai, nicknamed the Beast. I've had it for multiple years now. And it gives me a lot of stress, a huge amount of stress. But I've grown attached to it so much that I, I just couldn't let it go. It's been true about, it's <sighs> been through a huge amount of NCTs, a lot of failed NCTs, a lot of car journeys that have brought me to hell and back from an audio, audio mobile, automobile point of view. But the car mechanics. So I went up there. I've got a hazard light on about the airbag. So I went up and I was like, listen, this hazard light's been on for the last while. Can you get it fixed? I was like, yeah, no problem, no problem. I was like, right, do you have any idea what's wrong with it? And goes, ah, pop the hood there. And then boom, pops the hood. Ah, yeah, no, you know, your CAT CT scanner's gone. And yeah, no, the fluid needs to topping up there. Look at the engine there, the fuel 6, 5.42 Cs. You know, you need to get rid of them, right? You need to adjust that to a 7.2 CC55. Once you do that, though, you take the twist and get the fuel cables out, right? And then you get the accelerator bang down on it for ages, right? Then you also get the wirings uh, excommunicated from the engine. And then once you get your VT20 Super Soy there underneath your brakes, you'll be laughing. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. As if I am meant to have the motor knowledge of Vin Diesel. Now, this wheel balancing is free, right? Oh, you betcha. Absolutely. De uh, oh, 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 wait a minute. These tires won't take a balance. They won't? Nah, nah, no. You hear that clunk? No. Yeah, that tells me you need four new tires. Really? Yeah. Legally, I can't even let you drive out of here on these. Oh, please, can't you let me slide? They could, time? honestly, Gee, and I love it about mechanics, and I don't try bullshit them because I know they're probably bullshitting me. They could say anything to me. They could honestly say anything. I could be like, I have a burst tire. They'd be like, ah, yeah, no, but the, you know, the, the grafting brakes, uh, the CT suspension as well is a bit damaged. So to fix that, it's going to be at least four grand. I'd be like, okay. That seems, uh, yeah, okay. Do you want my card? <laughs> so, yeah. And moving in, speaking of films, I decided to do my top 10 list of films. Now, some people might disagree, which is fine. Everyone would disagree, I'd say. I've seen a lot of films this year, a lot. And most of them in the cinema. And I'm telling you, it's so, it's so important to go to the cinema to see these films. Like... It just makes it so much better if you're watching it, if it's a good crowd there, especially if it's a loud film or, say, a racing film. It just adds so much to it. But I'll start from 10 down. So Joker would be 10th. I thought it was a decent, like, good film. I thought Whacking Phoenix was superb in it. But I think as a film, it was just grand. Like, if that, if that wasn't related to the Joker, okay, and Batman and all that, and it was just based on some mad, mad lad's life, that wasn't related to Joker, just some standard American. People were like, yeah, it's a good film, good acting. But since it was Joker, people just kind of blew up about it. Like, I've said this before on my Twitter, go watch The Master if you thought Whacking Phoenix was good in that film. He's twice as good in that. Um, 
Nine would be Fire Festival. It's a documentary, counts as a film. That was just crazy. I remember Blink-182 were headlining it, and I had such an interest in it. I was like, what's this Fire Festival? Ja Rule's involved. And then slowly but surely, I kept up to date with it, and I was like, this is such a shambles. Blink-182 have pulled out, and all hell's breaking loose. So I knew about 25% of the story going into it, but like just seeing the madness that unfolded was just... Oh, anyone who hasn't seen it, watch Fire Festival documentary. It is just absolutely mental. You won't regret it. You'll watch it and be like, that is crazy, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Eight. <laughs> number eight. <laughs> so number eight would be Ad Astra. Not many people watched it because it was sandwiched between like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman, that kind of time, and The Joker. But Brad Pitt was in it. Very good film. Really, really good. Like, it was just a Welsh, it was a film nerds film to watch. It was Brad Pitt being really, really good and the actual cinematography was absolutely superb in it. I really enjoyed it. Seven would be Us. So that was the follow-up from Get Out. Not like the second version of Get Out, but like it was the same director. That was just mental. Last 20 minutes, mental, but... Thoroughly enjoy the film. Toy Story 4 at number 6. Number 5, The Irishman. I know a lot of people have been hating on it, but I don't think anyone can step back from The Irishman and go, that's a bad film. Not Like, no one could say that. I don't think one person can be like, yeah, that was a shit film. You might say, oh, it's too long, maybe a bit boring, more violence maybe. I don't know. But like, De Niro and Pacino, apart from obviously when they were in Heat together, that's just two of some of the best actors two world-class actors going at it you can't um, argue with that in the slice and joe pesky as well so number four would be book smart was this comedy it came out about nine ten months ago absolutely hilarious like on par with super bad and all that absolutely incredible film like i think jonah hill's sister was the main person in it but it was just app from the first minute to the last minute every three or four minutes there was a incredible gag like up there with super bad the other guys anchorman one etc like top class number three ford versus ferrari was incredible matt damon christian bale that went under the radar because that was just in between like just after the irishman like ford versus ferrari was so good and that's another film bit like rush where you have to see it in the film because it goes from like uh, 8.5 in the cinema to if you watch it at home on your own a 6.5 you just have to be in the cinema to see it. Then number two, I'd give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino film. That's just incredible. Absolutely world-class film. Absolutely loved it. I actually watched it twice. I went in the space of four days, watched it twice. And yeah, from start to finish, the way he builds the tension in the last 40 minutes is just it's typical Tarantino, I suppose. And uh, Number one is Knives Out by Ryan Johnson who did Looper in the latest Star Wars, I think. That was just a br- like just incredible film. Dialogue, absolutely superb. The fact that he could keep that story going to the extent he did with such clarity was incredible. And then the cast as well. None of them probably like top, 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 top actors, but they all were immense in it. And I just absolutely loved it. Loved it from the first minute to the very last. So if you haven't seen any of those films... Go and watch them. And then I suppose last thing for me would just be heading towards 2020. That kind of rhymes. 
is yeah a few plans so the schoolboy podcast will be back in a few weeks my guests are still to be confirmed on that but rest assured i will get some i am thinking also of doing a live show and when i say thinking i probably am going to do it and if it's a complete failure i probably won't care because in these situations if i do a live podcast if it's a complete failure i'm like right well i take that off the list i tried it was a disgrace whatever then if i do and it's really good I'd be like, right, that's a good achievement. But then secondly, I'm like, that could open up more doors to doing this again. And as I said, anyone who has any interest in this podcast or even slating this podcast, please give me feedback. I love hearing people going, your podcast is shit. It's too long. It's great. It's great. It's terrible. Whatever. All that feedback, I absolutely adore. I'd rather that than people just saying nothing. So if you think that's a good idea, let me know. If you think it's going to be a car crash, let me know as well. I'll take everything on board. But yeah, and then the last thing I'll be doing is I'm going to have a vote as well. So there's going to be the vote for the Julia's versus Julia's versus Crystal XV. And then I'm also going to do a vote for the best burger and pizza in Dublin. So this week's or this month's vote will be the burger. So it'll be between Bunce and Bujo counter and five guys. And then with the pizza one, Send on thing because I'll do that in a few weeks if you have any suggestions. But I'm going with Sona Pizza, Pie Pizza, Reese's, and Polly's. Any other suggestions, let me know. But yeah, that's it from me. Thank you for listening. Have an absolutely fantastic Christmas. You may, may hear from me before Christmas in the shape of a Christmas special with my family members, or potentially a CrossFit Games athlete or potentially a World Cup winner, or potentially a musician who's headline redden, or potentially no one at all. We shall see. Well, I shall. Maybe not. Do you want to see? Who are we? What? Who?